you see when nobody else can exercise and I'm also the glamorous side of this is I'm currently filling up my boat with water which sounds ironic because why would you fill your boat with water but I've just done this this morning let me see if I can show you so this is the can you see this wire so this is where the water goes in and then I have to wait for it to look like it's full and then I have to turn it off but the trouble is it does get you very dirty so I'm just going to not play with it I'll just turn it off but yeah so this is the main thing let's see it goes to the front can you see that Yes, it's stunning. And there's so two. Have... There's one for me. <laughs> there is. Get your ass down here now. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to turn, I think I'm going to turn the water off because then it won't overflow because that wouldn't be good because I'd sink. So let me turn that off. Then I'm going to climb up because um, there's somebody actually in my boat having a very important phone conversation at the moment. So I'm not going to interrupt them, but I'm going to climb up. So hold on. So climbing up onto the top deck, not dropping you. So I'm up here now on the top and I get to have an even better view. This is where we're going to sit and have our conversation. I love it. Now, I, I just want again, I, I'm just now pressing record on this. We just finished this great dance party and I hope that I got it all, but it was like, wake me up when this is all over. 
like how appropriate is your power song for today which is I, I keep on forgetting what day it is because the days are running together are they not it's, mon it's monday it is it, monday it's but it's march the uh, 30th today actually yeah i've got no idea about that right it's march the 30th and it's monday which is you know it was march 11th when the world health organization um they actually said this is a global pandemic. So, so much has happened in such a short period of time over these past three weeks. So my role is to talk to women that are inspiring others. And you, my dear, are certainly inspiring others. Um, you, so you're um, in LA, you're um, at the harbor on your boat, which is where you live. And what a peaceful, tranquil place to self distance and Mm -hmm. how, how are you how are you making out during this time do you know i feel so blessed and so lucky because um i am currently in a situation that embraces self-isolation um i'm not stuck somewhere that is an apartment building with people above me people below me smells noises no way to get outside um i am incredibly fortunate but I will say, to add on to the end of it, I chose this lifestyle that when things maybe people would have preferred to have the huge apartment, when things were good, you know, they would never have done what I've done. So when things have turned out like this, I, it's, it's pretty good at the moment. Mm, that's beautiful. So I'm going to stop the little teaser here. Then I'm going to actually pause the recording so that we can actually start our actual, because that was just the green room stuff. <laughs> That was cool. just shenanigans that we do before we actually start the real interviews. So, I love that. I love that. Right? I love the shenanigans part. So anyways, love, I will pause, pause this here. Thank you, everybody, for the teaser. This is going to be an amazing interview with Elizabeth, Elizabeth Blake Thomas. See you soon. Bye. Okay, cool. So let me get my dog up here. Hi everyone, my name is Monica Kretschmer and I'm the founder and CEO of the Universal Women's Network and Woman of Inspiration Awards and this is the Woman of Inspiration podcast where we are interviewing women who are making an impact locally, nationally and globally. Here with me today is Elizabeth Thomas Blake, did I say Elizabeth Blake Thomas? I know, it's too many names. It's not, it's a great name. Elizabeth Blake Thomas, director and kicking it out in in the film industry um as a woman you're you're just a trailblazer and you know i was you and i met um just this year but as yeah. we talked before in the green room it feels like this has happened oh. like, i feel like i've known you for years yeah likewise and i think that's when you know you're with the right people actually when it feels like that yeah so now i do have to share that you know you're a british award-winning filmmaker and a philanthropist, philanthropist based in Los Angeles. And I, I am reading the notes here because I think it's really important. I don't want to miss something. And I'm, I like to, you know, pump up your tires here. So you've recently completed your eighth feature film um, and featuring Evie Rose. Did I say her name correctly? Um, starring Oscar nominated actress, Terry Moore. And that follows a heartwarming story of an unusual friendship during the final days of a hundred-year-old woman's life. Wow. Yes, true story. What a, what a great story. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about that. And then also you were, um, you were the founder and resident director of entertainment company Mother and Daughter Entertainment, whose motto is 
making content that matters. So you're really at the heart. I think that's why we connected so much is because your purpose is so deep seated with sharing um, content and stories. Yeah. Uh, meaning of meaning. Yeah. And, and women. And, and women. So, you know, I'm going to say you've got so much here. Um, you strive to make projects with at least 50-50% film and crew and cast. Like the whole 50%. Yeah. 50% female. As much as again, I try to give people. Okay, so we were just talking about 50-50 before my doorbell with four legs went off um, because the postman was coming to the door. Um, so you have, you're, you're making it, one of your big staples is that you have at least 50-50% female cast and crew, which is yes. super huge. And yes. I know that you were on a panel at Sundance this year, yes. Yes. Uh, also at Cannes and the Toronto yes. International Film Festival. Yes. So you're also one of these incredible souls that leads by example and you mentor other other women in the film industry, which is really important to pay that knowledge forward. So in fact, just before I was speaking to you, I had one of my mentees call me at nine o'clock and I talked her through some stuff for 45 minutes. Amazing. Yeah. It's funny, my Monday is like a normal Monday. It's like I have a nine o'clock, I have a 10 o'clock, I have a one o'clock, I have a four o'clock. It's really strange. Well, my Monday's the same. Actually, I've I've been, you know, I've stepped on the gas pedal even more, to be honest. Um, you know, and I think that for the record, we need to talk about today is Monday, March the 30th, 2020. You know, March 11th, 2020, which was only three weeks ago, the World Health Organization, um, they they said this is a global pandemic. This is when the announcement came globally, we're experiencing a global pandemic, which is historical. So when we go back and when we listen about our conversation now today in this time, you know, whether it be three weeks, a year, whatever that may be, I, I think it's really important that we sort of think about where we are right now and the things that we're talking about and seeing how the world will become different because of it. So let's, what I'd really love to do, and part of the reason for um, having these interviews live, um, Elizabeth, and I was, you were at top of mind for this, is because you have a really inspiring story of your journey. And I think that through this time of adversity, where everybody's facing some sort of adversity, like it's tough, it's painful, it's scary, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, you want to stand still and you, everybody's panicking right now. And I, I just want to share those inspiring stories of people that have come to really dark, dark places and overcome that. And then, yeah. You know, and what we're having to do as well, well, we're having to get back to the core of who we are, aren't we? And that's quite scary for people, I think. Um, you know, that's why I'm not joking when I say I put on my pretty dress today because I want to wear my pretty dress. Why? Why not? And and I think it's it can be as simple as that to keep your mind going and saying, getting up in the morning, showering, doing your day, getting dressed, uh, to healthy eating, to um, being able to look after yourself and and self care. And I, one of my most kind of relevant takeouts from this time right now I love this I saw it on a, one of these memes was that mother nature has sent us to our rooms and we need to think about what we've done and I thought god that just sums it up for me and I think if people can understand that it's bigger than us and this isn't about whether we have been able to um, 
look our best today or whether we have we're worrying about the little things this is much bigger than that we now need to think globally and we now need to think internally and so they're kind of an oxymoron there um, but they're both just as important as each other um, and I think the way I live is enabling me to do that. So I can tell you how that happened if you want. I would love to hear how that happened because, and I can only see basically your nose. Like you're like oh, Wilson, yeah. but from the other way. Uh, that's <laughs> perfect, right. perfect. Is that better? Yeah, that's awesome. That's I awesome. have a good nose. So I don't you have know. a beautiful nose. I love it. It's almost mysterious. Um, yeah. But I just it's, wanted to let you know that I could see your beautiful hat and your eyes. Is that no. good? Yeah, that's that's perfect. That's a great yeah, background as well. As, awesome. as long as the light's good. You know what these things are. We've got to no, try no, and make myself look perfect. nice. You probably can't see as much because it's so sunny and yeah. harbor in LA. Yeah, but it is gorgeous and yeah, beautiful, beautiful background. So yeah, I think I would love you to share with our viewers and our listeners how like why are you living on a boat? What so, how did that happen? Do you know um it's a really funny, it's a very funny story actually that I love telling, but it's also, it's again, the bigger picture is that the reason I did this was because I wanted to own my own thing. I wanted to have something of my own and I didn't want to have a huge mortgage and I didn't want to have huge um, bills. So I, I spent some time looking into pieces of land and I thought, well, maybe I could build on it. Maybe I could have one of those storage, you know, like those storage container units and you make them into a house. So I came up with lots of really cool ideas. And, um, and then actually to buy land was impossible around here. So I looked at uh, RVs or mo mobile homes, that's what you call them, mobile homes. And again, they were ridiculously uh, expensive to actually rent to live on the land. And I was like, well, hold on, if I bought that, then I'm still paying to rent it, that's ridiculous. And I was on Craigslist. <laughs> And, um, and there was this boat and obviously people would be like, you can't buy a boat off Craigslist. But I, I decided that I needed to have a look at it. And I don't even, I love the water, but I'm actually very scared of the water because I believe that it has huge powers. And so I have huge respect for it. And um, I said to my mum, I, I woke up, I said, I found this boat nearby. I think I'm gonna go and have a look at it. And. Um, and my, my daughter said to me, Mum, please don't buy it. I said, I'm not going to buy it. Why am I going to buy a boat? I'm just looking at it. And so uh, it has to be close by to where I was living. If something's difficult, if something's like I have to drive to it or do something, then I know I won't do it because I don't have that time. So this was one minute walk from my current property. So I came down here and the chap said, well, we don't normally do this, but if you re really are interested, I'll call the owner and he'll come down. So an hour later, I call Isabella and I say to her, what's my social security number? She says, you bought it, haven't you? Says, yeah, no, I know I have, I have. So then I'm walking away, so I call my mum and she says to me, oh, well, you know, does it work? And I said, I don't know, I didn't try that. I just wanted to live on it. So I quickly come back and just say, do the engines work? And he says, yeah, yeah, the engines work. So we turn them on. But I haven't taken it out because I, I didn't buy it to take it out. I bought it to live on. So, um, and that's another thing. People say the best two days of a boatman's life are the day you buy it and the day you sell it. Well, I, I'm not selling her because I, I live on her. I love her. She's amazing. Um, and she's actually called Popeye because you're not allowed to change the name, but I call that, I pronounce it differently now. I call it Papaya. Beautiful. And it's yeah. a she. She, she, yes. she. 
she definitely I have lots of she's my dogs are she Isabella me the boat we're all she's <laughs> so I actually love that you're like no I, I know this is the boat for me and I'm just gonna dive in and do it how freeing is yeah. that yeah well if I thought about it there's no way I'd have done it <laughs> There is literally, that's, that's why I have an ex-husband, <laughs> because he used to procrastinate to a kingdom cup. I would be the one that would go and do it. Now, I'm not saying that's always a good thing to do, by the way, but I would just go and get what I needed and go and do it. Because if you think too much, there are so many reasons why I shouldn't have got the boat. But now we're all in this situation. It is the best thing ever. So you chose a lifestyle of isolation. Yeah. Um, so maybe talk a little bit about that choice because right now there's a lot of people that are struggling with, you know, even though we may not be out all the time, it's it's hard to stay at home when we really do need to stay at home. And it's, yeah. it's a real struggle for a lot of people right now. So you made that deliberate choice to stay at home and be isolated. Yeah, well, that's because the noise of living in LA and the industry that I'm in is full on, 24-7. And with my daughter being an actress, I knew that I didn't want her to feel like she had to be in it 24-7 as well. Um, and so I wanted us to be able to come away from that, which is why I always live down here by the, the water. And so it's an hour drive in every day to Hollywood, you know, and an hour drive back, depending on when you leave. But I didn't mind that. So now I have that time and space to not be in an environment that would be constantly reminding me of that. I'm actually able to be away from it. and. I, I didn't know, I, I'm not a, a pro, you know, I'm not into prophecy. I didn't know this was gonna be the right thing, but it's literally saving my soul because I have this amazing space that nothing's really changed for me. Mm. Adit, that's so interesting. And your daughter, if you go back, how many years has it been that you have lived on the boat with your daughter? So, um, I, well, I bought the boat coming up to four years ago now. Um, and then I have lived on it. I'm just going to show you my friend Keith. Keith, say hi, I'm on a podcast. Hello, <laughs> Hello Keith. He has this boat for him. The best two days. Love it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, I've had it for coming up to four years. And then I have lived on it for a year now. Um, I wanted to move on to it straight away, but actually my daughter lost her, her best friend who was the 100 year old lady. That was the film we were talking about. Mm. And she really was her best friend. I mean, they were best friends for six years. When we first moved here, Isabella was 10 and she lost her just after she turned 16. And Evie, well, she was called Millie in real life. Millie was 94 and turned 100, nearly 101. So uh, my daughter went through something really terrible with that, um, the, the loss, and it wasn't the right time. She got given all her furniture. She needed to be surrounded by the things that Millie had. And so we lived in this huge apartment. I moved into something bigger for the year because I, I knew that that's what she needed. And then when the time was right, I said, that's it, done. And we put things in storage, we got rid of things bit by bit by bit, and then we moved on here. Amazing. Now, you know, I are there any bad days on the, on the boat? Like, are there any, <clears throat> you know, it's very different. You don't have to mow the lawn. 
you don't have to shovel snow. I love it. But what do you actually, like, how do you, you don't have to pay condo fees, like, you have to pay some sort of... You have to pay a slip fee, but it's really nothing. That's why it's hardly anything. That's why if I looked at it and went, if I needed to survive and this was my cost, what could I do that for a year, two years, three years? And the answer is yes. You know, to live on the boat um, was the same for four months, four and a half months of living on the boat was the same cost for one month in the apartment. Wow. Yeah. So, so when you start to look at it like that, it makes things so much more affordable and you take that pressure. I mean, I physically felt this pressure leave my shoulders. Um, and you know, the sea lions become your best friend and the birds become your best friend. But yeah, you don't have to do anything. That's one of the most interesting elements. I mean, I'm probably supposed to like, you know, wipe things down and clean things, but uh, I don't do it very often. And also I don't have my, my um, they call it the head, the toilet and your shower are not on the boat. I turn that into a wardrobe. So I go over there to that blue building. And, um, and so I've, I haven't had to clean a bathroom in a, in a year, which is pretty nice. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Although my daughter would say quickly, mummy, you never did anyway. Um, I did it, so yeah, she's right. Um, but yeah, you, 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 you have a simpler life. I'm not waking up going, well, yeah, I need to mow the lawn. And do you know what, even when it rains and it's windy and it's cold, it's still wonderful. Well, I know one picture that I saw, you had just come out there, you were having coffee in the morning and there was a video that you shared about some dolphins. And oh yeah, yeah, like yeah. Just swimming and you're in like, wait, wait, wait till the end. And then all of a sudden at the end, there was like two that jumped. Yeah, yeah, they're my pet. They're beautiful. And, and when I finish with you, I'll go on a paddleboard. I'll go and get my exercise. But, but what I, I think is really important is I'm making this sound like it's heaven. And it is for me. There are a lot of people that could not live like this. And I don't expect people to do that. I don't, I'm not trying to preach. I'm not trying to say, this is how you should all live now. And in fact, I don't want anyone to come down here. It's nice and quiet. It's a secret. Um, but you know what I mean? I, it's, this is hard. It's hard. I just, I love it. And I think what you said was really powerful. This is my piece of heaven and everybody else has their own piece of heaven. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what I just love is that we're able to share how somebody else is living and really happy about their, their, what, what they've they're built. Yeah. And, and they're thriving in, in something which is right now, it's really, really dark. So well, one, of the, one of the other things. Mind. Thank you. One of the other things is that everyone's going on about homeschooling and you've got these amazing memes going around with people drinking and saying the kids, uh, what's happened in school today, the headmistress has left, the kids are fighting, you know, and it's all in their own house. And I look and go, I homeschooled Isabella for the majority of her life. Um, I had people to support me and I did make sure that I was teaching her the stuff that I wanted to teach. But again, I made that work for me. I wasn't trying to copy or emulate a school curriculum. And I'd like people to really recognize that homeschooling is what you make it. And actually it is about having that time with your child. And the reason that I can say it works is because of the type of child I have now. I mean, I'd love you to have her on the podcast. She is inspirational. She is just 
wonderful. In fact, you know what she's doing for these two, three, four months? She's actually nannying and tutoring. She's actually not living with me. So normally she lives on the boat and we have a wonderful time here and it's small, but I love it with her. But I got a friend that messaged me just when this was happening saying, I don't suppose Isabella could come and tutor because my nanny's going back to the UK. And I thought, yeah. I didn't, I didn't even need to ask Isabella. I said, yeah, she'll do that. I said, Isabella, you're gonna go and live with Melanie. You're gonna go and live in Pacific Palisades, in this beautiful house. You're gonna be safe away from it all. You can earn some money. You're gonna have a great experience. Why don't you go and do that? She went, yeah, I'd love to. Amazing. So yeah, again, yeah. what you make it. Yeah, I, I think that, and I can, I, I see your nose still. Oh, Give sorry. Nose. Sorry. So. <laughs> I don't want so let's talk about let's talk about um, your choice to enter into the industry of film because that is a it's probably one of the you know largest industries where women are really underrepresented. Um, so maybe just talk to me about your choice trailblazing in that area as well. I mean, what was your decision to actually step into film? maybe share that journey with us. Well, do you know, I think it's also actually, I'll just comment on what you said about being underrepresented. There are so many women in this industry. There really are. And they're all working. The problem is they're not just, they're not able to get to that top area. That's the difference. There are hundreds of us, thousands of us everywhere. Um, but it's about not being able to get to that top uh, Spielberg level, I suppose, is what I'd say. But again, isn't that just what you make it? Like I am, I'm happy with what I'm doing. I'm gonna strive for everything else, but I'm working and creating my own business. And I'm someone that has come from nowhere. In fact, I think I was talking to my mum last night and telling her these concepts that I had and these ideas. And um, I said, God, I'm always ahead of the curve. And, and I really am. I, 10 years ago, I came up with concepts and things that are coming out now, but my last name wasn't Spielberg. So I didn't have those contacts. I didn't have those people to help me. And I think that's the only difference. So then it's about working hard to get those contacts and to find those people that can help and support me uh, through this time. But I, yeah, my story is that I, I was a, a theatre director. I set up my own theatre company back in the UK. Um, I loved, I love creativity. I mean, I've always loved it. I wrote children's books. Um, which actually, again, that's what I was talking about, are right for now. They are exactly what everybody would be wanting. So I'm actually looking at trying to get that publisher to take them because they're what people need at home. They're called More Than A Book and they, they come in a little bag and they have all the things for you to do to occupy your child. But again, I had them 10 years ago, you know? Um, and then I had my daughter and she um, loved coming to all my classes and ended up acting and getting a role in a TV show. And so I was with her on set, and then, um, and then it was kind of, what should I, what can I do to help my daughter? What can I do to assist her in her journey? And um, I realised I knew stuff, and I knew how to put maybe a, something together. It's just producing. It's being a mum. Um, it's just telling people what to do. So I did. I put together a short film for her, and then my best friend at the time, wonderful chap said um, I should be a director and I said how do I do it and he said you just say you're a director so I did and again I just put that mindset on I didn't let anybody say well you've not been taught and I believe I've just had four years now that I've put myself through my own film school and I'm very ready to to um, 
to take it to the next level, which I'm doing, and this, and this is the time. I mean, I will say, this is exactly what I needed from the world. I needed it to stop for a bit. I'm very, um, in that sense, the positive aspect of if we can find the positivity is that I needed the world just to stop so I could catch up. Amazing. I think I, I truly believe that everything does happen for a reason. I'm always the first one to look at the positive out of this. But I love how you're like owning it. You're like, so what do I need to do to make that happen? You just own it. And I think that's really important for, you know, not just women, but for anyone is that, you know, there's a time of transition right now. We're going through a major time of transition. So you have to really step up and own um, who you are and know who you are. Yeah. And yeah. be so confident. Like yeah. leadership is, is, you gotta just lead by example, be confident, be fearless. I agree. Um, be decisive and just go, you know? Well, my, um, my book that I uh, will actually be coming out this year is called Filmmaking Without Fear, and it's totally based on that. Um, but one of the other aspects of this time, actually my brain has been allowed to really uh, go kind of non-stop with how I want to help and support other people. And I've actually got a very exciting phone call this afternoon. Um, I, I can't reveal what it is until it's final, but it will be, when it is, it will be in Variety and Hollywood Reporter because I want to support my fellow creatives and that's what I'm working towards because we all have to do our bit because at least if I'm in a mindset that can be positive, then the good stuff will come. I don't expect everybody to feel like this. And believe me, it's taken a lot to get through this. I mean, that's the other thing. People don't see the hard stuff. And that's why I'm not afraid to show that. I'm not afraid to say to you, when I went through my divorce, it was hell. Hell. I didn't know what was gonna happen to me. I didn't know how I'd cope with it. I didn't know I'd have a post-traumatic stress disorder. I didn't know that I would not want to get on the plane and go back to the UK. I mean, I was reminded of something the other day, which um, really shook me. And I thought, oh my God, I forgot that happened. I was in the UK and my, my ex-husband at the time actually called the police on me. And my Isabella was still in, the, in America. And he said that I was uh, harassing, which, you know, as we all know, that's, a, that's an interesting word based on people's perspective. Um, the fact that I, wasn't and was nowhere near him and was not going to be doing anything involved with what was going on in his life was irrelevant he felt fear so that was his reaction to it but then my reaction from that was total stress because my god what if i can't get back to the country to see my daughter what if i'm not you know all these things anyway that memory was told to me and i was like i blocked it out i've blocked so many things out which isn't a bad thing um that have meant that I am who I am today. Hmm. So the dark stuff has happened, um, but you have to get through it and you have to find your own ways to do that. Yeah, and I, I couldn't agree more. I could not agree more. You, yeah. you and I have had those conversations yeah. um, by the fireplace yeah. in yeah. Park City. Yeah. 
But I also, it's very important to understand that everybody has their own perspective. At that moment, for my ex-husband then, that was what he was feeling. I can't, I can't ignore that. That's what he was feeling, that's what he was going through. There was a reason behind it. There was a reason he had that panic um, and fear. And that'll be the same for everybody here now. I don't expect to dictate to people how they should feel and behave in this situation. Everybody is going to be going through their own journey, their own movie. Um, and right now, my movie is, is this, and I'm creating it. For other people, maybe they'll never recover from this. For other people, they'll find a new way of living. For other people, they'll decide that they like the old way of living. And that's what makes us all so interesting. We're all different. Yeah. Well, I, and that's what's truly inspiring to me. And that's why I was so excited when you said, yes, let's just do this interview tomorrow. I mean, it wasn't even 12 <laughs> hours since I reached out to you and you're like, yeah, let's just get it done and we're doing it. So, you know, I love how you embrace life and you live in the present. Yeah, and your I do. attitude is, this is great for me. I'll, I'll, I'll share what I have. Yeah. yeah. And whatever works for you, whatever you can build from that is fantastic because we're all individuals. And I truly believe every woman does have a story. So it was yes, it's cool it, we do. inspiring stories. God, I keep touching my face, but I haven't been anywhere, so it's okay. Um, <laughs> you know, you're not supposed to touch your face. I'm like, oh, the wind's tickling me. Um, no, it is. We all have our own stories, and that is what makes us all so interesting and individual. Um, and I, and Isabella is going to have her own story, and she might end up in a few years' time talking to people and going, oh my gosh, I remember living on the boat and it was amazing. Or she might say, oh, I remember living on the boat and it was really tough. I don't know, because that would be her truth. And you have to respect everybody's truth. And I, I'm not someone that wants to force an opinion on people. Um, you have to have your own way of living. Now for me, um, again, even, let's talk about healthcare and looking after yourself in that way. I know that I am not somebody that wants to go to the gym. It does not matter what anybody says, I do not want to do that. I found what I like, which is paddleboarding, so now that's what I do. Uh, it, it's the same with, with eating. I'm a vegetarian, I try to be as vegan as I can. I don't want to eat meat, but I'm not going to force anybody else to live by that. You have to find your own way of getting there. In fact, I remember going through my divorce and my mum trying to help me because she'd been through a couple of them. And, um, and I wasn't in the right space for it. So the advice she was giving me didn't make, didn't matter. But now I'm there, I can understand what she was doing. Um, so we all have to be in that right place. And I'm fortunate that mine happens to be a boat that I was already self-isolating, you know? It's amazing. And you know what, I do want to, I think we have to have a part two to talk about all of the filming that you've done like in the story of the hundred year old woman, like, oh my God, I'm just so excited to, to, uh, do you have a link that you can share? Um, I do, I have, I have trailers for several things, but actually the trailer for Evie Rose hasn't been made yet, but maybe by the time we talk, it will. Okay. Um, because I think that's, that's one of the things I need to focus on. Um, but uh, yeah, because this is, this is about saying, let's be inspirational, let's give people hope. And honestly, anybody can message me, anybody can talk to me. Um, this isn't, this isn't the ending, this is the beginning. I agree. I agree. So I would just like to say thank you, thank you, thank you uh, so much for sharing your your home, uh, your your life, um, your perspectives, 
and your your inspiring journey with us. Elizabeth, you are a ray of sunshine. You're authentic. You are a woman of inspiration. And my dear, I just, I'm so happy that we crossed paths and that we had the opportunity to do this interview. I look forward to part two. I look forward to coming paddle boarding with you. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, just really digging in. Like, I, I know that when I was standing in Sundance, I'm like, why am I here? Why am I really here? And I'm like going, because I have lots of stories. I have yeah. so many stories yeah. of incredible women. And why did I meet Elizabeth? And I think there's, there's, there's definitely reasons why we did connect. So. Well, I want to say thank you as well, because I love sharing my story because I do want to inspire. I was put on this earth to inspire and to go through everything that I've gone through. And I have that certainty that that's why I'm here. So thank you for enabling me to, to tell my story. And, and, and I hope that even if somebody can get a tiny bit of something from it today, then I'm doing my job. Awesome. And so Elizabeth, pick one of these, a heart. So for those that can see me, I'm doing like a little heart to you. Um, sending it off with a, a great big virtual hug. Thank um, you. Well, I guess we can do the virtual hugging, right? Yes. yes, yes. Touch, so that's good. Yes. And well, we could do this, like the, yeah, the elbow bumps. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> and um, how do people get a hold of you? So if you can just Maybe for those listening um, right now, it, how can everybody get a hold of you? Um, at Elizabeth underscore B underscore T. That's my Instagram. Um, that's my Twitter. My Facebook is Elizabeth Blake Thomas. Um, my email is Elizabeth Blake Thomas dot MDE for mother daughter entertainment at gmail.com. And um, please contact me for anything. Your phone's gonna be ringing off the hook and I look forward to uh, really just seeing how that phone call goes this afternoon. So thank you, I know. Cute. So know. excited, you're gonna rock it. I, I have such a great feeling. Thank you so much. Love you. Um, love you too and I look forward to seeing you. For those that are listening, that is the Woman of Inspiration podcast with director Elizabeth Blake Thomas. Have a great day and I'll see you soon, bye. Thank you.